When the weight of the world has got you down and you wanna end your life. Bills to pay, a dead end job, and problems with a wife. But don't throw in the towel, cause there's a place right down the block where you can drink your misery away. Just a flaming mow away. Happiness is just a flaming mow away. So I tell this guy, listen, buddy, your car was flipped over like that when we got here. And as for your grandma, she shouldn't have mouthed off like that. Welcome to Shin Anime Pulp. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She shouldn't have. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Talking to me in that tone of voice. My name is Gwen, and I'm joined. By the lovely Ryan. Max Powers. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, Ryan. <laughs> and this is an episode of Shin Anime Pulp that I am excited and at the same time uh, anxious about. Because we are ripping off other shows. And just like every conversation that everyone has with their friends. Eh, if I've never heard of them, and if I've never heard it, I can't rip it off. Yeah. This is actually the only podcast that exists. Try to download another and you'll find it quite impossible. Indeed. It all comes back to us, baby. Mm-hmm. I am the, the center, the scale, the eternal shore. Crash against me and despair. Anyways. Oh, that's poetic. In, uh, in 1988... Uh, uh, a, a young man at the age of, let's say, I, I think probably like 10 or 12, by the name of Jonathan The Simpsons, created yep. an animated television project that still lives on in name to this day. And that so was Family Matters. Yeah. Ryan, or, do you have any like, favorite moments from... Uh, Urkel and his escapades. Yeah, my my thing with Urkel is I love all the times when he looks at the people and he's like, "Did I, perchance, do this?" And we all know he did. He's just being a little cock. Yeah. Yeah, I like the one where one time Urkel was sitting down and he just kind of like looked uh-huh. right at me, like through the TV, and he slammed his fist on the table. And he said, I did that. And then he, like, went back and the show resumed as normal. Wow. Um, I don't know what to say about that moment. I think... I don't... uh, That's a little unusual, I think. (laughs) I mean, it it happened almost every episode, really. It was, like, my favorite running gag, is that Urkel would... He would make some kind of loud noise that would catch me off guard. And he would look at me and he would be like, hey, you... Motherfucker, look at me. I said, look at me. That was me. I did that. Wow. And he's like, got any cheese? Go home, Steve. Motherfucking Jaleel White. Mm Mm-hmm. One scary motherfucker. He said, if someone tries to touch you in in a place or in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, I did that. I don't... I don't feel comfortable Jesus Christ, with this. Jaleel. 
Jesus. You like, know, I thought you were cool when you turned into Stefan Urkel, but, but this is I a little too was, far. I thought he was cool when he started voicing Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic cartoon. Yeah. He gave Events. Chili Dog lovers a voice that they had so yes. badly needed. Although, <laughs> the best voice is definitely Scratch, I think. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that voice. Yeah, it's like the... <laughs> it's the big old chicken. Uh, good times. Um, so, anyways, a couple shows ago, I was like, Ryan, hey, Ryan, we should talk about The Simpsons. That would be funny. That would be fun. And, uh, so then we decided to do that. And our format for this is that we each picked three episodes, presumably. You did that, right? I watched a little bit more than three, but sir... Uh, you can talk about more than three if you want. I, I actually watched four, but I picked three to talk about. Uh, and we didn't tell each other which ones we were watching. And I'm thinking we should go like, I mean, we're just going to talk about these in whatever way we feel like, but you should start with one of them that you watched. <clears throat> okay. Well, one of them that I watched was uh, the episode where Lisa becomes the beauty queen. Or she's in that beauty pageant, right? I believe it's called Lisa the Beauty Queen. Right, yes. right. <laughs> um, the opening of that episode, and actually the opening of many episodes, is one of my favorites because it opens up with um, a scene where they're at uh, Springfield Elementary and S- Skinner is being interrogated by like the lawyer you always see mm-hmm. because he's called it the happiest place on earth. And oh, yeah. Skinner's like, you've made an ex-Green Beret mad <laughs> when he starts, when the lawyer starts giving him grief. That's, uh, that reminds me of another episode. I think it's like the one where he gets fired and he's talking to Apu and he's, he's giving him his idea for Billy and the Clonosaurus. Yes. <laughs> one of the most popular films of all time. Somehow, like, Homer's talk, uh, this, it also has Homer winning, like, a blimp ride. Mm-hmm. And I forget, Ned won something before Homer that was incredibly mundane. Like, some kind of, I don't know, pancake maker. I can't remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, he wins, like, a waffle iron or something. Yeah, 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 that's right. And, um, Homer's like, man, I wish I won an waffle iron. But you already have one. <laughs> yeah, but I went that one. It's yeah. like, oh, you, you win the fucking blimp ride, buddy. Woohoo! Blimpy boy. Of course, the reason I'm saying this is because Homer's childish stupidity is not outdone by his desire to be a good parent and do right by his kids. To tie it back to the sentimentality and the whole lease of the beauty pads and in that same fair festival that was at Springfield Elementary, she gets a caricature done of herself mm-hmm. where she's portrayed as grotesque. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a flattering picture, but... Yeah, I mean, she, her head is, like, huge. She's making, like, a big weird smile. Yeah. So, Homer 
decides to enter in a beauty pageant, but the only way he can get the money to do so is if he gives up the ride he so, well, just then cherished, I guess, mm-hmm. because he, he hadn't talked up the blimp ride beforehand. That's the kind of thing that you got a lot in, in the good episodes. Uh, that was like a good, uh, good setup for a show was, was usually Homer, like, wanting to be a good father, but he has to give up, like, some completely inane prize. Homer, yeah, I mean, that, that is true. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, I like the episodes that are, like, about them trying to be a good parent. Yeah, because, it's not it's not heavy-handed either mm-hmm. in the sentimentality because you still get the character's traits of like Homer being a bumbling goof as seen in the later part of the episode like very near the end where Lisa is disqualified disqualified from being the queen because they discover that in the pageant entry field where it says do not write here Homer wrote okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what season oh, is this this is a season four banger this is a season four banger yeah that's a good season that's a real strong one i don't have any yes. in my lineup from that one but i like that season quite a bit mm, i suppose i might be attached to seasons four through six really hmm but that's um, not to say, I don't know, I fall off around season 11 in terms of things that I readily know. Yeah. But, yeah. You're actually a little, that's a little farther than I normally fall off. I usually fall off at 9. Um, oh. Doesn't Lisa, like, get struck by lightning? Or the, the winning girl? Yeah, the girl, so Lisa doesn't initially win the pageant. Someone else does. And the scene plays out before the the other winner, whose name eludes me, mm-hmm. before she gets struck by lightning, Homer sold the blimp ride to Barney. So we're transitioning from Barney on the blimp asking the guy who's piloting it if he can pilot it. Pilot's like, sir, why not? And Barney crashes it almost <laughs> immediately and to what is sure to be a tragedy, but we quickly pan away to the Little Miss Springfield christening some kind of roadway blockage where, like, you know, they got the spikes going one way so you can only mm-hmm. drive, like, yeah. Yeah. And sees the, we're, the, the Simpsons are watching it on TV. Lisa's like, well, I sure hope that Rod doesn't act like uh, a lightning rod, or I hope it's not metal, or something like that. Yeah. But of course, Loma Springfield is struck by lightning. <laughs> and Krusty the Crown, uh, hilariously enough, as he is swearing Lisa in, because for whatever reason... Oh yeah, that's right, the Loma Springfield pageant is a tie-in between Krusty and Laramie cigarettes. Yes, yeah. I forget. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Krusty the Crown, as he's swearing Lisa in, um, plays with her for a little bit by holding it out to her, and as he goes to grab the rod, he takes it away. But he gets struck by lightning, too. <laughs> that's actually... that's 
this episode is one that I'm less familiar with because there's a lot of parts that are are just coming back to me, but they're not nearly as vivid as as some of the other episodes. I never forget Homer singing, "Hey there, yep. Blimpy Boy, flying through the sky so fancy, so free. fancy free." I love that. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good one. That has that's a like a little bit of the emotional twinge of the father daughter relationship. Those ones I think I like those ones even better than when Homer's trying to be good to Bart. Like you have episodes like Saturdays of Thunder that are really good. Uh but the ones where like Lisa is doing the football picks and uh what's the other one? God. It escapes me at the moment, but I like the Homer and Lisa episodes. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. There's there's one where um, Lisa is ashamed of mm-hmm. her like. Oh yeah, being a Simpson. Yeah, and Homer goes out of his way to find the <laughs> female Simpsons who are not idiots. That's the one where they're watching when buildings fall over. <laughs> And they're just, they take a cushion off the couch and there's a giant stash of melted candy in it. Yeah. <laughs> they're just on the floor. But, so I guess I probably should have, we should have, uh, done more of a preface and like, what was your sis, what was your history with watching The Simpsons? Like, when did you, do you watch it as a kid and stuff? Oh yeah, I, I don't remember when and I don't remember how, but, mm. Uh, my love for the show definitely culminated over years through middle school into high school, wherein I would always watch it after dinner mm. in my room on yeah. my TV. Whatever episodes were there, I'd watch it all fucking time. And then it hit the point where, like, I started having the episodes on DVD, and I would always have them playing, and I'd watch the entire season straight and then i'd watch it again with the director's commentary on yeah i love the director's commentary for those seasons they're fun yes i i used to know a lot now now i i kind of remember stuff like the house of pima Petalon being based on a real name hmm. and uh for remembering how to sing the house of pima Petalon, <laughs> that's definitely comes from watching the Simpsons enough. So, for me, um, I think I remember the first uh, episode I ever watched. I think it might have been Flaming Moe's, because that's the one where they give Bart a makeover, or they're trying to, and they end up giving Maggie a makeover. The, like, Lisa and her friends at the beginning are doing the the candle wax and everything. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the wax never lies, and then they're trying to give Bart a makeover. I remember the scene of them chasing him around very vividly. Uh, and that's a good episode. <laughs> it's not one of the, the ones that I watched for this, but yeah, I like that one quite a bit. Um, for me, The Simpsons was just, yeah, I watched it constantly. As soon as uh, it was out on DVD, I would, I would grab the seasons and just keep them on loop, like you said. Um, and I would watch it at dinner with, uh, my family because we were like a lazy family that ate around the TV. Um, and then at some point, I, I guess my mom was like working later 
and usually not making it home for dinner. So I grew a pretty big association with watching The Simpsons with my dad, specifically. And he is, like, the biggest fan of that show that I know. Uh, it, I don't know. It sounds, like, stupid to say that I communicate my dad with, with my dad with a lot of, like, Simpsons jokes. But, you know, it, that, just, that stuff just works its way into your brain. And that's the kind of relationship I have with my dad in Futurama, I think. Ooh, yeah. That's a good show, too. I watched that with my dad, too. Um, and, like, my dad was the first person who ever, uh, like, pointed out something that I really, really value about that show that doesn't doesn't get talked about as much as, like, the snappy writing or even, like, the, the fun animation in the earlier seasons is just how perfect like every line read in that show is like it really is there's one uh one of the episodes i guess i'll start with this one the first episode that i'm talking about is actually the latest chronologically that i watched it's season seven episode four it's bart sells his soul there's a a scene late in that where (laughs) everyone is at uncle moe's family feed bag and bart freaks out because millhouse has his soul and he runs off, and Homer says, you didn't finish your spaghetti and mo balls. And then he realizes <laughs> that he can eat them. And he, then there's a shot of him eating them, and he just says, like, mm, run, boy, run. <laughs> and there's a shot of Bart just running down the street while he's eating <laughs> his spaghetti and mo balls. And that, like, that is cement stuck in my head. Like, I can never <sighs> forget the exact way he says that line. It's one of my favorites. This is, this might be my favorite episode. This one or the baseball one, which I didn't watch for this episode, but I could tell you every line in it. Oh, man. I love that one, too. Yeah. Um, so Bart says, sells his soul. It starts out with uh, Bart Simpson. Um, he replaces the, the hymns at church with uh, In Agata de Vida by Iron Butterfly, but it's In the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it goes um, on for 17 minutes. Yeah, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about that. JP recently tweeted something about it is wrong to think of Inagata de Vida, and he, unless these two things, one of them wasn't the Simpsons moment. Hmm. I, I could swear the time Bart did the Inagata de Vida vet bag, oh my god, gag, was a much earlier episode, but I guess this is where it's from. That's, yeah, no, it, if you would ask me until I, like, wrote it down for this episode, I would have swore that this was, like, a season four or five episode, Bart Sells His Soul, because it's, it's so on, like, constantly. I, there, episodes in season seven are really good, but they're not usually this good. Um, and yeah, so as punishment for that, he, has to to clean all the organ pipes, which I don't think they get dirty. But he and Millhouse are doing that, and Millhouse gets in trouble trouble because he snitched on him. Uh, they have yeah. to talk about how the, if they lie, they'll go to hell and eat nothing but burning hot coals and drink nothing but burning hot cola. And uh, you know, it gets that classic Simpsons like jabbing an organized religion because while they're doing that, the it's like, what would they have to gain from saying that there's a soul and then the Reverend Lovejoy is pouring the donation coins and bills into his sorter? 
yes. So Bart sells Millhouse uh, a piece of paper that has Bart Simpson's soul written on it. It's like a piece of church stationery, or uh, a page off a church ledger. And uh, and then this is these were somewhat rare, but they're still more frequent than in other like comedy programs. The Simpsons liked to get spiritual every now and then. You would have an episode like the one where Homer eats the really hot pepper and goes on a vision quest, or uh, there's Homer the heretic. Where yeah, he Homer the heretic stops, stops um, going to church. That's and a then... good episode. And there's one where, uh, where where Marge becomes like the the listen lady. Oh, and don't forget the episode where they start stealing cable and. Oh Lisa yes, gets that, about yeah, because Lisa looks at at Homer and he's like turning into Satan in that one. Yeah, yeah, they like to get spiritual and they like to talk about the the uh, just like the, the the lifestyle of going to church every week and everything. Like they would jab at organized religion, but still kind of accept a lot of very spiritual uh, like teachings in their shows. So this is an episode where immediately after selling his soul. Bart begins experiencing, like, phenomena that suggest that he is, like, incomplete or soulless. Like, the, the automatic doors don't work for him. Like, and then Rod and Todd walk through them and go, Thank you, door! Uh, Fucking Rod and Todd. Tried, in the Quickie Mart, he tries, uh, Jimbo is, is, uh... Oh, breathing on right, the glass. Breathing on the glass, and then Bart tries to do it, and it's, Nice breathe, nice breathe, no breath. <laughs> nice breeze, no breath. Yeah. Um and then Oh shit, I'm just I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, thing oh that hold happens. on. If if we also want to talk about spiritual, we also have to talk about the out of body experience Nelson has. Yeah, that's a different episode, but yes, I love that one. He just he just at some point Bart fucks up and he hears Nelson going, ha ha, and he's not there. And he's like, where did that come from? And then it cuts to Nelson on the floor of the quickie mart, just like spasming. <laughs> oh my god, this boy is having an out-of-body experience. Oh man. Yeah, I love that. Because I was just thinking, in one of these episodes, I don't actually remember... Oh, it's it's actually in my other one. In one of these episodes, Nelson... Like, something happens, and then everyone laughs at Bart, and then Nelson calls him on the phone to be like, ha ha ha. Like, he, he, there's no way he could have known what they were laughing about. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, like, Bart, uh, basically everything he's doing is suggesting that he doesn't act, that he actually sold his soul. And uh, I like that Lisa, you know, she's always, like, the smart one. She talks about how the soul isn't just like an object within you it's a it's a symbolic representation of your like lived experience and a summation of who you are as a person and it's the only part of you that never goes away uh and bart has that dream where (laughs) i where all the children are like playing with their souls and martin is in a little sailor outfit and they're all rowing their boats (laughs) around yes uh, yeah, and, and Bart can't make it because it's a two-man rowboat. Um, yeah, and you see Milhouse with his soul. Yeah, Milhouse is just kicking back with both of their of the souls, his and Bart's. Yeah. <laughs> and 
he he goes over to Milhouse's house, and it's like Milhouse is in back playing with his army men, and some kind of white piece of paper, and he's making his army men like shoot it and shit. Like if the Ayatollah can't have it, no one can. He's driving the tank over it, (laughs) and he won't sell it back because he's having too much fun with it for Bart to get it back. Um. And he, he goes fucking crazy. Yeah. So Bart is... Yeah, Milhouse is just laughing by himself. Uh, and then... So Bart is, is super distressed. He goes back... Oh, and while this is happening, Mo is like... Mo the bartender is broke, and uh, Homer... Or, like, Dr. Hibbert and his family go in, and thinking that it's a restaurant, and then they're displeased. So Mo decides to turn the bar... Into Uncle Moe's family feed bag. What a horrible idea. <laughs> Chairman Moe's Magic Walk is also the name that I wanted to hear. Uh, and it's just, it's a TGI Fridays ripoff. Uh, if he doesn't smile, your meal is free. They show, like, we take down home family style cooking and then deep fry it. And they deep fry it, an entire wine bottle and give it to a dude and he eats it. <laughs> Like, the, he eats the glass. It's, 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 it's great, because they don't have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just show that happening. That's that's always the best, the thing that makes The Simpsons so funny, is that stuff will happen that you could, if you were really not paying attention, you could miss it. But it's like, it's still pretty obvious that he's eating glass. <laughs> They just, I mean, they keep the jokes coming so frequently. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like, uh, even Marge notices that Bart is, like, incomplete in some way. Um, and so he, like, sets out to find Milhouse in the dead of night. And they actually, they do, they include some, like, harrowing imagery that, you know, they cut out with jokes every now and then. But, yeah. like, uh, he goes to Milhouse's house and it's being fumigated for potato bugs. And there's, like, a guy in an astronaut suit, like, leans into him and says, like, leave this place. You are in grave danger. Yes. Um, and he goes and he tries to steal Ralph's soul and makes him cry. And then when when Chief Wiggum uh, tries to, like, apprehend him, he just runs into a cloud of mist and disappears. Yes. Yeah, he has, like, cat crazy. eyes. Yeah. And, uh... He he goes over to Millhouse's and Millhouse says that he sold the soul to the comic book shop for Pogs. They're Alf Pogs. Alf. You remember Alf? He's back in Pog form. Oh my god. Like, (laughs) why would Bart want to hear that? (laughs) He's back. I mean, maybe Bart remembered Alf and he was like, oh shit, Alf, he's back. Did you ever watch Alf, by the way? Uh, nah. That show rules. I really like Alf. But, yeah, Bart goes to the comic book shop, and uh, he turns out the comic book guy sold it, and Bart's scared that, like, some creep has his soul. Um, Oh, and (laughs) there's some line where it's like, please don't bang your head on the, the glass. That contains a very rare Mary Worth in which she advises a friend to commit suicide. Yes, that yes. gag always gets me. <laughs> Please don't bang your head on the glass. It contains a very weird. <laughs> she very advises weird. a friend to commit suicide. 
Uh, then he goes home and Lisa bought the soul and she gives it back to him and she explains that it's possible he may have gained a soul through his, his suffering and, uh, and personal growth. And then while she does that, Bart eats the piece of paper to, so no one can get it. And so it's his again. Yeah. It's, she's, she's explaining, but Bart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the mini golf episode, that's another one uh, that's vaguely spiritual that I like quite a bit. When uh, she teaches Bart how to be Zen, so that he can beat Todd at the mini golf championship. All right. Yeah, I, I remember that, but I like. I love that episode. I think it's a season two, one. That makes yeah. I think you're right because I like I can't think of that episode very well at all. Yeah, that's like it's old as fuck. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. So Bart sells his soul. It, to me, this is like a quintessential Simpsons episode because uh, it's hilarious. I forgot to say this: the whole fucking bit at Uncle Mo's where it's hit, where Rod orders the million dollar birthday fries, and Uncle Mo get, just gets so excited when you order those that he has to sing. Yeah, it's Uncle Mo. Here I am. Here's your fries. Thank you, ma'am. This will be a treat, Uncle Mo. Here I am while you eat. And he just has a, a boiling hot bowl of fries on top of his head. <laughs> Can you take the fries off my head, kid? This is really hot. This is extremely hot. Unky Mo, my soda is too cold. My teeth hurt. Oh, your teeth hurt? Your teeth hurt? <laughs> when, Marge, when Marge walks in and she's like, a license plate indoors? <laughs> Whatever. Now I've seen everything. Oh, Marge. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's an insanely funny episode that has so many good jokes in it. I think I've talked on this show about like the joke sequence where Bart's bike gets run over by the street sweeper, <laughs> and then the street sweeper guy laughs at him and, and runs down goes. like a subway staircase. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's insanely good joke writing, and it also has a very nice emotional arc to it that I enjoy quite a bit, and it has that spiritual aspect to it. One of my favorite things is this episode that I was watching, um, the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Mm. It opens up where Bart, Lisa, and Grandpa are sitting on the sofa watching TV, and they're watching Star Trek like twelve or something, and it, <laughs> it's featuring the original cast in their latest greatest adventure. And naturally, you have. William Sadner and everybody else to pick this. The oldest motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, again with the Klingons. Um, I can't, what was his name? Mr. McCoy. Yeah. Full, full power or something. I can't. It's no good, Captain. My arms can't reach the control panel. Because <laughs> the first frame is just on his face. That pans out as this big fat old guy. <laughs> and then. Grandpa's like, movies! Ah, this is awful. It's playing like such a real thing. Like, nobody's looking at the movie like, why the fuck would this exist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God, all of the, like, television segments in on The Simpsons are so good, too. Uh, another episode of mine has a lot of that in them. Um, so why don't you watch the Itchy and Scratchy movie one? Mm-hmm. 
So, I like that one a bit, too. Because that has a good little uh, father-son relationship in it. Yeah. Homer, shitty parent, but caring, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Not good in the discipline department, but he tries. (laughs) No one who saw the Itchy and Scratchy movie would say that. Let's get him. Oh, boy. (laughs) Fuck. God, and that's the one, I mean, he's, the thing that he's doing that gets him banned from seeing that movie is just fucking hitting mustard packets with a hammer on the ground. Oh, yeah, that's the one where it's, it's got the, uh, it's the the infamous meme where he just turns to look at Homer. Yeah, just looking up at him like, oh, like that's the best frame in that show ever. Fuck. You know, get him on the right path and he could turn out as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Oh, he'll join such weapons like Warren Burger. Mm, Burger. <laughs> Everybody get a load of Bang Bang Bart. You're fat. <laughs> Does more me the love. Yeah. God, that's a good <laughs> episode. <laughs> He's collapsed. Uh. <laughs> that's another thing about The Simpsons. Although it wasn't necessarily directly imagined by Bart, we often have segments where the characters put themselves in fantasy sequences, mm-hmm. and it doesn't turn out to be that great for them, yet they seem very content with whatever they imagine. Yeah, that, that would, that's like a classic joke formula they would do, is that someone starts fantasizing, and then it kind of just goes awry, but keeps going, like they run with it. <laughs> yes. That's, that's fun. Homer would do that all the time. Like... All I can think about is the land of chocolate, but that doesn't actually happen in that one. But sometimes he would like, he would sit back relaxed and thinking about something that he's envisioning, and then something would go horribly wrong, and it would end with him like screaming and terrified because he just freaked himself out. If only. (sighs) There is one example on the tip of my tongue, but I can't pull the words. (laughs) There's too much of this fucking show, even with just the good episodes. Yeah, this is so much, really. Um, but, yeah, that's more Homer and Bart for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good episode. The uh, The second one I watched was Homer the Vigilante, Season 5, Episode 11. Um, this is where everyone gets uh, cat-burgled. And, uh, wait, does this one... Yeah, this one starts out with the cat-burglary. Which one am I thinking of that starts out with Eye on Springfield? That must, that's the next one. Okay. Um, I love Ion Springfield. We'll get to that later. The, the Simpsons family is visited by the Springfield cat burglar, who he leaves out sausages for Homer to lure him to sleep. Um, yes. He steals Lisa's saxophone uh, and gives her like a party popper, steals Bart's portable TV and gives him a copy of Coping with Loss, like a giant book that's the same size. And then he steals Marge's pearls, which leads to a really good gag, where she has this giant ball of pearl strings that she just pulls another one from. And they're all family yeah, heirlooms. Fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And this is one that has, like, no emotional arc to it. It's kind of just jokes. Uh, yeah. This is a season five one. They were really hitting their stride with some of the jokes in this one. Because Homer goes and forms a vigilante group, and they go around beating people with sacks full of doorknobs. They go and they they find the guy who's burning leaves without a permit, and they go and just kick the burning leaves everywhere, like on top of his house and shit. <laughs> He's like, "But I do have a permit." Too late. They just run away. Too late. They scurry off. Yeah, they when they find Jimbo and he's spray painting Carpe Diem, and they're like, "Why? What's your reason? You better have a good reason for doing this." Makes me feel like a big man. You're qualified. Join up. <laughs> Let me check my reasons list. That checks out. Yeah. You'll have to supply your own doorknobs. Here's the sack. Don't yeah. Your own. Like, petty vandalism is down 80%, but uh, heavy sack beatings are up a whopping 900%. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said my men weren't committing crimes. Oh, wait, what was the question of that? He's like, because she's like... I'd be lying if I said my man were It's like, crime. how do you respond to the allegation that you cause more crimes than you solve? And he just says that, and then Kent Brockman's like, touche. Touche! Yeah. Um, this one might not have been the best fit for, like, a talking about it episode, because it is just gags. Like... You have the amazing stuff, like I noticed that Malloy was wearing sneakers for sneaking, and unlike most retirees, he has the world's largest cubic zirconia in, on his coffee table. Yeah, um, I thought zirconium was, like, not valuable. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of a, a gag, because cubic zirconia is a, is a diamond fake. Like, it's what you give a woman if you can't buy a diamond ring. Is you get her cubic zirconia, because it looks oh kind of like a diamond. I mean, you know, in reality, it is just as valuable as diamond, but diamond is the thing that's been, like, uh, boosted by the De Beers company. Right. So, and Springfield is such a shitty little town that they can't have the world's largest diamond, but they can get the world's largest cubic zirconia at their museum. <sighs> Springfield... Mm-hmm. Varying degrees of quality, all of it bad. <laughs> I think I think they start some episode with like the, the the anniversary of the Springfield Tire Fire, thirty years and still burning strong. I love that they just have a tire fire. It's, it's one of my favorite locations to visit when you play games like Simpsons Hidden Run. Yeah, you ever watch Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah. Do you remember the episode with Moonawana? I yeah. Is that the one where they're trapped? Where they like trap themselves in the giant ball? Yeah, they just come down there and they, the Moon Men, the Moonanites, they come down and they convince everyone to try Moonawana, which is they make a giant dome that looks like the one guy's head. It looks like Ignignacht, and there's just a burning tire underneath it. You <laughs> should go in there and, and breathe rubber fumes. That's a, a great episode. I mean, yeah, it's not one of my favorite Aquatine Hunger Force episodes, <laughs> but... I like all the ones with the moon men. Um, but yeah, Homer the Vigilante, good gags, kind of a... 
not the most memorable episode as a whole. It's no Bart sells his soul. It's no itchy and scratchy nah. movie for sure either. I'll agree with that. It's no Mr. Plow either. Ooh, did you watch Mr. Plow? That name again is Mr. Plow. <laughs> you think I'm going to buy that truck just because you keep making that whip sound? <laughs> oh my god, I'll take it. <clears throat> yeah, so, to the uninformed, it's one of the many episodes, that's, okay, this is one of the things I remember from the commentaries, actually. Uh, the directors were always talking about how when you normally watch animated series or any other uh, sitcoms, that there don't seem to be many, like, winter episodes unless it's purely about Christmas or some mm. such things like that. That's true. Mr. Mister Plow is an example of an episode where, hey, look, it's winter and the central theme is not Christmas. Instead, mm-hmm. it's about a guy who's ruined his family cars and then spends an outrageous amount of money on a very expensive truck and <laughs> decides to start a plow business to kind of compensate for that. Mm-hmm. Starts off good for him, because, I mean, the jingle, and nobody else is doing it. Yeah. But but then, um, Barney, an unlikely rival, who has always been there doing the weirdest jobs. It, it's so funny, yeah, like, Barney exists, he's half and half, like, either he is just at the bar, like, drunk out of his mind, sometimes they show him at home, just constantly drunk or he just has a job and he's like kind of successful yeah well this time not so much because he was working like in a mall somewhere as a mascot with wearing a diaper and like a bib and a... Oh, yeah he's a giant baby yes he 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 steals homer's idea and starts a rival, a rival plow business as the Plow King. And Homer loses all of his glory as a result. Yeah. I like the Plow Sorry. King's get-up. <clears throat> Although I love the Mr. Plow jacket. Yeah. That, I, no, no, I would kill to own that jacket. There's got to be life. a way to get him. I, I think so. But, um... Sorry, I'm... Choking and trying not to get on the microphone. <laughs> Homer, he loses everything, as is per the tick, as is per the usual for any cell, where it's like, ah, oh, hit the rock bottoms again. Mm-hmm. Homer, he, uh, he fucks over Barney by having him go up a fucking mountain. <laughs> I don't know why Barney thinks that's a good idea. Uh, and the meanwhile, Homer's plowing the things. And what was it? I just watched this episode. <laughs> Something happens where they have to work together. Barney gets like Do stuck you... up there, and Homer has to go like help him out, right? Mm, yes, that's it. That's what it was. They they get stuck up there together, and 
they they they're like, oh well, we can when two people like us, when two friends work together, we can stop even God. Mm-hmm. And God, one of his many appearances on the show, uh, decides to fuck him over by causing a heat wave, destroying the snow and ruining all their business. <laughs> one of those moments where uh, God shows up a lot in The Simpsons. Now that I think about it, yeah. He's a character. He's a recurring character. <laughs> and if I recall correctly, God has five, like, four fingers and a thumb as opposed to two yeah, fingers. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> I always, The God appearances always make me, like, my, my classic one is when uh, the Flanderses are, are filming some, like, religious movie for the film festival, and... <laughs> <laughs> and Todd gets he's in, like he's baby Moses and he's in the little uh basket and he gets sent down the river cuz it's moving at like 30 miles an hour <laughs> and Ned Flanders asks God to save him and he just like strikes a tree down that blocks the river and he just gives him like the okay sign yeah like they're just pals but well, you know the thing about the plow episode I remember a lot of the jokes specifically for being where, like, Homer does help them, but to the end, like, okay, he, he plows the front of the quickie mark, and Apu is grateful that business can start once again for him, but then Snake and another robber show up immediately after, <laughs> which you know what's going to happen, and then it cuts to Homer plowing the snow in front of the old folks' home, to which there. Like, yeah, hey, we can go outside again. And then they're like, eh, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's one of the most admirable things about the show is that they would have a thing, they would have a segment that is not contrived just for a joke, but there's always a joke at the end. They always make a good joke work. Um, oh, oh, even yes, though absolutely. every scene, every setup for a scene seems perfectly natural. You know, they're good at. Yeah. And of course, this is one of the, this is one of the episodes that also features, like we mentioned, Barney doing well, mm-hmm. because he's not advertising himself as a giant baby. So it's interesting, because they're, they're not made Barney episodes. Yeah. Uh, pre him going sober, or that is at least off alcohol. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking to myself, Oh, he's going to quit drinking alcohol. What will his character be now? He's addicted to coffee. Yeah. I actually think of uh, the the film festival one as kind of a Barney episode, just because he gets a, a larger role in it than usual. Because he makes the, one where- the unfortunately titled Pucahontas. <laughs> Don't cry for me. I'm already I'm dead. Already dead. Did something crawl down your throat and die? It didn't die. <laughs> That's pretty good Barney. Thank you. I've had a, a little bit of cider. Wow. So that's how you channel that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And Very nice. <laughs> so, um, I actually originally wanted to do three Mo episodes. I was going to watch Flaming Moe's and... Uh, and Bart sells his soul, which has the family feedback. I couldn't find a third one that I really liked. 
is the one where Homer becomes a boxer that Mo is pretty heavily involved in. Yeah, that's like that. season three, I think. Uh, no, that's like season eight. That one's late. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that because it had um, Lucis something. What's his name? Um, I don't remember. It's been a while since I watched that one, to be honest. Three rounds, Mo. Yeah. Um, so then the one that I ended up watching, I actually looked it up to remember it. Uh, I was wondering, what's the first one with Fat Tony in it? Because I like Fat Tony. And the first one with Fat Tony is Season 3, Episode 4, Bart the Murderer. And it's a super good episode. I had completely forgotten about this one. But I think it's one of my new favorites after, like, re-watching it. It, uh, it starts out That's with Bart having just, like, a terrible day. Sorry, you can... That, is that the one where, like, he accidentally stumbles upon the mafia in there? Yes. Uh, Bart is having a terrible day, like, he misses the, uh, he doesn't get his glowing police badge in the serial because Homer takes it. He misses oh. the bus to school, the whole way to school, it's raining, and then it becomes sunny as soon as he walks in the door. He's, he's late to class, um, and then he forgot his permission trip for the field trip to the chocolate factory. The Ah Fudge Chocolate Factory. So he has to, like, oh, stay yeah. behind and lick envelopes while all the other kids go. And they watch the video about chocolate, which is a killer joke that I can't believe I didn't remember. It's, you know, They're it's a Troy McClure video. Hi, kids, I'm Troy McClure. Yeah, you, you may, may remember me from the, the wackiest covered wagon in the West and the revenge of Abe Lincoln. And... And he gives some history on chocolate. Chocolate was originally consumed by the, the native Aztec people, except instead of coming in a hygienic wrapper, it was wrapped in a tobacco leaf. And instead of eating chocolate pure, they mixed it with shredded tobacco. And they didn't eat it. They smoked they it. They smoked it! Yeah, and the like, big cartoon Indian is just taking a huge puff off of a giant cigar and grinning. That's a, an amazing bit. Oh, God, yes. I love Troy McClure. And you also get to see one of those, like, chaos scenes of just all the kids at the chocolate factory, like, swimming in the chocolate, dropping shit in the chocolate. Uh, there's, like, a little uh, cocoa bean mascot, and they're just kicking him. Like, they have him on the I, floor rolling I around. I love that. Like, that, that is the slapstick. It's yeah. so good, man. They had an amazing slapstick on this show. Uh, Bart has a terrible day, and... Then he's skateboarding home in the rain, and he falls down a stairwell, and he meets Fat Tony and the mob. Um, and he, he gets out of uh, being shot to death by, uh, they have him pick a horse, because he's lucky. And he picks Eat My Shorts, and then he says, hey, wait a minute, Eat My Shorts is in the fifth race, not the third. So he says, don't have a cow. And that is a race in the third. Yeah. That is a horse in the third, and... And it wins. They they would have killed a child for accidentally stumbling on their butt. Um, And then they discover that he knows how to make a Manhattan, and it's good. Uh, So he gets a job working for the mob. He's making like $100 a week, which is a lot for a 10-year-old boy. 
<laughs> Naturally, he picks up some of the lingo too. Yeah, he's he's calling his mom toots and everything. Toots. They give him yeah. like a pressed suit that he can wear. So he's just at school, like instructing his boys on what to do, like for their pranks. It's, it's good. Um, they've got a, there's a like at some point the the mob knocks over a Laramie cigarettes truck so and they can't store it in the warehouse so Bart just has. Like thousands of cartons of cigarettes in his room. Oh, and the oh, comes oops. in and says, I'm gonna make you smoke every one of these. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got like a whole fuckload of it in his room. <laughs> and I'm gonna go off on a tangent real quick. Yeah. I'm sorry, but no in talking about, uh, our origins with The Simpsons, I just remembered this. I was so obsessed with it that when, uh, I was going to, let's say, 8th grade, I made GeoCities webpage. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole section dedicated to the Simpsons <laughs> and Simpsons quotes. Nice. Hell yeah. It was it was one of my proud moments, one of my favorite things. Did you have a little, like, <laughs> like super low-fidelity gif of Bart going like, hey, dude. Nah, I just had JPEGs or bitmaps or whatever they were back <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, bump files. Um, so, and this is amazing bit with the the press conference talking about all the stolen cigarettes, where the president of the Laramie Corporation says, "Like we've been notified that a second truck is on its way to Springfield, and he has been instructed not to to not slow down for red lights or crosswalks." Or no pedestrians, yeah, and everybody's yeah. like happy about it. Everyone's that. just like, cheering because they can get their cigarettes. <laughs> so eventually, um, Principal Skinner like makes Bart late for work on a day when the, when Tony was having a big meeting, and because he can't serve a good Manhattan to the Don, he uh, gets the kiss of death. Uh, so they, the mob says they're going to go take care of Skinner for him because he's causing trouble, and then here the principal Skinner is missing. And there's another really good gag. Because first, all the children are cheering. And they love it. But there's a great gag where it's like... Milhouse says, like, I heard Principal Skinner is buried under his parking spot. And then Wendell is like, I heard they ground him up into the hamburger that they served to us at school. And then Nelson just says, I heard Bart had Principal Skinner killed by gangsters. <laughs> Uh, like, enough. Bart's going crazy, like, can't handle the guilt. Eventually, he and and the rest of the mob are arrested for murdering Principal Skinner, and the entire mafia, like, frames him as the head of the entire operation. They have this, like, sart in mm-hmm. the court, if I remember. Money laundering, trafficking, drugs, the boss like the wet his beak and everything. It's the most complicated bullshit. Mm-hmm. They threw him under the bus immediately. And, like, Homer well, I, completely believes it. Yeah. He's, like, scared of him. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they have what, a cool sequence that they would do every now and then, and I really like it, where the, the, the Bart has a bad dream, and, like, the color changes. It's, like, it's like not quite black and white, but it's all bluish colors. Um where, like, Skinner is rising from the grave and saying, like, you killed me, Bart. And then he uh, he gets sent to the death house and Homer's outside chanting, kill my boy. And they give him the electric chair. 
And he wakes up screaming. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> while we're still on this topic, I'm thinking about this. This is one of the things that I didn't like about Family Guy. Uh, it didn't do anything right no. in terms of the family chemistry or joke timing. I didn't believe any of the characters' consistency. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons characters all have consistency. Yes. That, there is actually a... Um, I think it's the same video that I was talking about when I mentioned that Street Sweeper segment. There's a video called The Fall of the Simpsons, uh, made by Super Eyepatch Wolf, that really goes in-depth on just how good the characters in this show are, because they you know what to expect from them. And they use that for jokes, but it's still, they're not like betraying themselves as characters. Like they subvert it every now and then, but it's funny. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's such a town because you always, when you watch the Simpsons, you always think about who will be involved Mm -hmm. because you know what they can bring to the table. Yes. Like, you know, every now and then Marge will do something out of character, but she's a character that could do that stuff because she's a housewife and she lives kind of a boring life. So, like, yeah. for her to do something uncharacteristically, like, uh, brave or bold is, like, a good setup for a joke because she doesn't normally get to do that. Whereas right. with something like Family Guy, it's like every character just does whatever is convenient to the story at the time. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Um, and it's like they, nothing fucking matters. Man. They never have any kind of creative animation whatsoever, even when the show wasn't just made in, like, Toon Boom or <laughs> fucking Go Animate. Uh, it, it never it never looked good the way The Simpsons looked good. And yeah. So, yeah, eventually uh, Principal Skinner comes in and he, he talks about his daring escape from he being crushed under newspapers in his garage where he was like five feet away from the cops as they were looking for him, just going like, I'm in here. They couldn't find him. Uh, he I stayed under the, the pile of newspapers, eating his mother's preserves and dribbling a basketball to maintain his sanity, which I love that bit. <laughs> Cause yeah, that would it's... drive me insane so much quicker. I think so as He's well. Just, yeah. They just show him staring at it, dribbling with one hand. He's like, I made a game of it, seeing how many times I could bounce the ball in one day. Oh and then he saved himself with a science experiment, making a, a carbon dioxide rocket. And, and Bart's okay, and he says, like, I guess crime doesn't pay. And then Fat Tony gets into a giant limo full of women and drives off. It's a great yeah. episode. Tone is like, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Simpsons knew how to end an episode better than any other show. And I gotta say, although I didn't watch it because I forgot about it until this moment, one of my absolute favorite definitive Simpsons episodes is the one where um, the the baseball team wins a game, Homer and his friends get drunk, and his car winds up in New York. Mm, yeah, and it's booted. And he has to go all the way to New York to, like, get it back. And he's <laughs> telling his family, we have to get out of here. 
before sundown, god damn it. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, well, the ending. Yeah. Everybody else has a great time except Homer, mm-hmm. and he's driving over the bridge. His yeah. car is totally fucked up. He didn't remove the boot he's, properly. Yeah. And Lisa's like, oh, boy, Dad, can we come here again? And he's like, we'll see, honey. We'll see, gripping the steering wheel as he's driving behind a garbage truck, mm-hmm. and then some gross Yeah, there's just shit hitting, hitting him in the face, because there's, like, no more windshield on the car. <laughs> We'll see. That's also the episode with the the crab collage. Yes, crab collage. I, I drank too much of that crab juice. <laughs> Mountain Dew or crab collage? Ew. Ew. I'll have the crab juice. You know, I had a Mountain Dew last night for the first time in a really long time. Because I went to Taco Bell. Hey, I went to Taco Bell today. Damn, I'm fucking jealous. I kind of really want some more. Taco Bell. I I didn't eat it for like six... Like, I don't think I've eaten Taco Bell apart from last night since I moved. And I think it's just because I didn't know where it was. Like, I I didn't ever bother to look up where my closest one was. Turns out it's pretty fucking close. It doesn't have a drive-thru, though. So, these are the ins and outs that I have to consider. Does not have a drive-thru. It has a full menu. What? It's not like a Taco Bell Express or anything. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't get it either. But I went there, and I got my steak quesadilla, my Mexi Melt, and my uh, beefy nacho griller. And I, I thoroughly griller. enjoyed all of those items. Alrighty then. This episode brought to you by Taco Bell. And Stree Overlord. I was going to say... What happened to those guys? Mm. So, do you have any other episodes in particular you'd like to talk about? Mm. Before I talk about them, I want to remember them some more, though. Mm. Like the the first episode where Bart gets a job. Oh, that's it! Okay, when I was talking earlier about where uh, the characters of Matt have some sort of fantasy mm-hmm. and it goes horrible for them. Homer's thinking about his first job and he's like some kind of street performer where he's got, you know, playing multiple instruments. He's got the oh, drum yeah. on his back. He has the, the giant, like, uh, yeah, the, the one man band thing and he's just playing yeah. and everyone hates it. They're just throwing <laughs> shit at him and he's just going like, dun, 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 dun. I love that. And then um, the guy with the monkey is like, hey, buzz off, kid. You're scaring away all my customers. Like, buzz off, Giuseppe. (laughs) Hey, go for the face. The monkey attacks him and he starts rolling over the floor. Yeah, and he's just fondly remembering that as his first job. (laughs) What a good time, he thinks. That's so good. Uh, there's nothing funnier than the one-man band. That reminds me of when Homer and Otto went on the gong... Or no, Homer and Barney go on the gong show, and they're in a giant pair of pants playing a huge harmonica, and just getting gonged over and over. (laughs) That was a running gag that they only did a couple times, because it was Homer saying, like, you know, this is my biggest dream in life, and then Marge is like, your biggest dream was to go on the gong show, and you did it. 
or like your biggest dream was to streak across Springfield Field or Springfield uh, baseball field, and you did it. And the, the newspaper clipping is like local freak ruins game. Yeah, local man ruins. <laughs> it's like Springfield forfeits pennant. Like he he completely <laughs> ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I really want is one of those bootleg Simpsons t-shirts that's like, 1995, the war in the Gulf, and then Bart Simpson is there in like a BDU, and he says, I was there, man, and it sucked. (laughs) Or one where, like the Chinese one where he's saying, like, don't have a box new. Or he's just saying, fuck off, dudes. Yeah, I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah. I love Bootleg Simpsons merch. Fake Homer. Can I get a Bort license plate? Yeah, Bort. <laughs> the classics. Uh, Bort. We've arrested your larger, balder, fatter son. <laughs> God, I wish there was just some kind of hole I could crawl into and die. Okay, throw in the hole. <laughs> oh man, it's so good. Yeah, the show is so fucking amazing. So, which uh are there any Simpsons video games that you're particularly fond of? You mentioned Hit and Run earlier. Uh, yeah, there's the Hit and Run, and then there was the Crazy Taxi variety. Mm, I don't remember Rage. which that one was called. Was that Road Rage? Yeah, it's Road Rage. I liked all those, although. They, I, I remember experiencing glitches every now and then, which is not something that I didn't <laughs> expect. But I had fun nonetheless because, it, as an avid Simpsons fan, it did not disappoint on any of the references or humor. Yeah, very it's, spot on. It's always funny. Uh, those those two games in particular, and like the Simpsons game, which came out around the movie, which. That game is not, like, good, but I have a fond memories of playing it. I remember I have... liking some things about it, because it's very, like, self-aware about video games and stuff. <clears throat> yeah, um... I... There are two other Simpsons games I played. One was, uh... One of the ones on the Super Nintendo, Bart's, like, Nightmare or Bart's whatever. Bart's Nightmare. That's that game terrible. was hard. Yeah. That's fuck. Didn't really like it. Um, then there was another one I played on the GameCube. Maybe that was the one you were talking about. Hmm. It has one of the epi- one of the levels is Homer in the Land of Chocolate. So I don't. Remember. Oh yeah, that's the first level. That's the Simpsons game. You you end that game by fighting God. But w- uh, what I was getting at with those games is that the Simpsons models rendered in 3D are so like grotesque. Like Lisa Simpson was never meant to be looked at in 3D. Yeah, and that's another thing I remember the directors talking about when they did that Three Hearts of Horror episode mm-hmm. where it has, like, um, Homer going inside the yeah, wall he goes of his into, house. Like, Tron. He's 3D. That, that's some weird shit right there. Yeah, because, like, the overbite becomes so much more noticeable when they're 3D. It makes all the characters look really fucking stupid. Uh, I remember hearing a story from a friend about how his dad would play Hit and Run 
and just spend all of his time kicking the shit out of Flanders. Like, that's all he would do, is kick... Because when you kick people, they just fall over and flail, like, forever. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking animation. He would just be Homer and go and kick Flanders for, like, a half hour. <laughs> and that's, it's like, so... that's what video games are about. Yes, no, it's really good. Uh, man, I want to play the game again, but I don't want to <laughs> set up the system. Yeah. I want to um, probably emulate that on like PCSX two. I, yeah, maybe I've not dabbled in those emulators. I have, I have fucked around with all of like the NES Bart or Simpsons games, like uh, Bart oh, Bart versus the Space Mutants is a terrible, I, I, awful game. It sucks. I, I played Bart versus the World at a friend's house. That is mm. a fucking terrible game. Oh, do you like the Simpsons arcade game? Um, I played it a bit, not enough to be overly familiar with it though. I like that game a lot because it was made during season one. They had barely any material to work with. Like Smithers is black in it. Like it's that yeah. old. Um and it's just like just a beat 'em up. It's a really hard beat 'em up. Uh, and it like looks completely different from what you would think of as the Simpsons. I, I was, <laughs> this is a funny story. In like seventh grade, uh, my school went on a field trip to some, uh, like ski ramp place. Cause you know, in Minnesota, you can do that. Um, I'd never been skiing or snowboarding. I still never really have. I went outside. I like locked, locked my feet into my snowboard, walked around, like snowboarded, for like 10 feet and was like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. I went back inside the lodge and they had a Simpsons arcade cap and it was on free play. So I went and I played the Simpsons arcade game uh, probably like four or five times through. I played it for hours and then it broke while I was there. Not from me doing anything, but it just like soft crashed. And I was like, damn, I played the shit out of that game. And nice. That wasn't my first time playing it, but that's definitely what I think of every time I, I play that game. They eventually put it out on Xbox 360, and you could play the Japanese version. Why? What? What? I guess it's different, or at least it has different text. It's technically a different ROM. Who was that game developed by? Simpsons? Arcane was it developed by Konami? Game. I would believe you if you said that. Um, it was Konami. Like, yeah. Yeah, I remember vaguely. That's like the premiere arcade. Because yeah, they kidnapped film. Maggie because she has a big diamond. Yeah, this was made in 1991. So that was, season two had ended or was going at that point, but actually, like season three would have ended. But just well, episode. Um... Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire, the first episode of season one, if you will, came out in December of 1989, I believe. Yes. So, So, yeah, season two would probably be going at the time. But they didn't have any of that info at Konami, because it takes a while to make those games. Yes, indeed. You know what show also started in 1989? Sin Anime Pulp. Yes. Because I was born... Dragon Ball Z started in 1989. And... I was close. That's... 
fucked to think about for me. That the Simpsons and Dragon Ball Z are like the same age. Dragon Ball Z had the decency to end. But uh, yeah, it, it took did. them long enough. I, it's really sad. I mean, okay. To its credit, I have not watched many of the recent episodes in years, but I can't imagine them being up to quality that anybody would be happy with. It's completely a different show. It's like, you had a good run, you gotta let it die. It's like, you know how in in Flaming Moe's that... Episode pretty much ends with with Homer falling on Aerosmith and crushing them. Yes, they couldn't do that in a new Simpsons episode because it was all it would all just be like, "Wow, Lady Gaga, what are you doing here in Springfield?" And then they become friends. Yeah, I hate that. Like it's they used to have celebrity jokes all the time in The Simpsons, and sometimes they would be even be guest appearances, but they would always be funny. Like, the fact that that person was there at all was funny. But now the it's just like, The entirety of Homer at the back. Yes, that's the fucking... That's, I think that's my favorite episode. <laughs> fucking... I love that one. Like... <laughs> my God, gigantism. <laughs> wow, it's like there's Stop a party in my Stop drinking that shit, And dude. everyone's invited. Fucking Ozzie Smith gets lost in, like, a... Between dimensions, <laughs> he's yeah. What's he's up with in like that? the Simon and Mister Peabody zone because he goes into the House of Mysteries. Yeah. Ozzy Smith appears to have vanished off the face of the earth. Ah, ooh. <laughs> yeah, just e equals MC squared. Just flying around. That episode is so fucking good. They could never ever make an episode that good with New Simpsons. How they're making them, like. Fact, sir, your right fielder has been dead for 107 years. Yeah, three finger Mordecai <laughs> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, just because like oh, the show is so ugly now, and it not obviously none of the people who used to work on it still do. Yeah, Fucking Conan O'Brien used to write for The Simpsons. Yeah, I remember cause he. Um, I'm pretty sure I feel like he wrote one of the episodes that I watched. Actually, mm. did he write the Mister Plow one? I can believe that, if you did. Um, Conal Bryan, one of my favorite things is watching the commentary and then where they have the uh, bit where Conan O'Brien himself is in a night, like a night talk show or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's predicted the future of the real Conan O'Brien doing so. That's crazy. I think that was the one where Bart says, I didn't do it. Ah, yes. <laughs> oh, God, I just forgot. So, they, he does, like, the, the Bart, like, the MC Hammer cover, I Didn't Do It. Yes. And that reminded me, when Homer is in the vigilante group, they're just riding around in a little motorcycle sidecar, um, and he, he takes Bart's Rapmaster 2000 megaphone to tell everyone, like, hey, you kids, what are you doing? But it's got a beat behind us, it's going like... And they're all and it's like, following hey, him. it's Hammer! And there's just dudes dancing behind him. They're having a great time. <laughs> That's such a good gag. <laughs> nah. That also makes it's me good. think of the, the voice caster that Bart gets when he goes down the well. And it's like, hey, good looking. We'll be back for you later. 
And we're sending our love down the well. Down that well. <laughs> but down that well. You're just screaming it. I love that. God, I love The Simpsons. I hope that's Me been made too. clear on this episode. Oh, and <laughs> man, fuck, so good. Yeah. The Simpsons and just... Seinfeld were just, I would just alternate between them for years and years and years. So good. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like it's a lot harder to watch episodes of Seinfeld readily. Yes. As um, opposed to The Simpsons. It's really hard to get your hands on the, uh, like, the DVDs. Like, they're expensive. And I think they might be on, like, Hulu or something now. But I don't know if my cable package offers them on demand. That's how I watch The Simpsons now. Without even using the DVDs that I have, I just I just go to, like, the Xfinity uh, menu on my cable box and, and select an episode. And it works pretty good. For me, I don't know, like, it's either I'm watching stuff on my TV in the living room, or I'm watching stuff on my computer, and it's like anime, I watch that shit on my computer. I could never watch The Simpsons on a computer. I have to watch that on on TV. Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. It's like, it's a weird, it's a social show. I have to be open to the idea of someone coming in and watching it with me, even if I'm alone. I can't just, like, hobble up in my little room and watch The Simpsons. But you know what? Maybe I should. I could just watch Except every episode. That's that's how I wound up watching the majority of my episodes mm. in my life. When I would... A lot of the time, I would be in the basement of my old house. And I would... I would have this big CRT with the DVD player that I would keep them on. And I would usually be alone down there, but... But I don't know, that felt different to me than, than like, if I watched them right now on my computer. Huh. Huh. Hmm. Hey, hey, hey. This is an interesting show. Very. I probably should have at, sent out a listener question request to tell us their favorite episodes and stuff. Maybe, I guess, I if should. you're listening to this, you can tell us your favorite episode of The Simpsons. Do um, it. And God help you if you say something along the lines of, I didn't think The Simpsons was that good. Yeah, that's, I mean, you just don't have a reason to reply if you, if that's, if you don't like, if you're listening to this show and you don't like The Simpsons, first, that's a little strange. But second, yeah. just keep your fucking mouth shut about it, okay? Shut the fuck up, you <laughs> yeah, goddamn shut, punk. Shut the fuck up. Um, the reason I didn't announce this episode, like the topic, was because I thought it would be a fun surprise. Maybe it will be, or maybe everybody will be like, oh, they're finally doing that Simpsons episode. Oh, I thought every episode was a Simpsons episode, so keep making yeah. the jokes! <laughs> well, McGonagall! Oh, I was Billy literally about dead. to <laughs> do it for me, Billy. McGonagall. <laughs> okay. okay. For you, McGonagall. They slit his throat from ear to ear. Hey, hey. I'm trying I'm to eat lunch eating. here. <laughs> Is that the best joke in the show? Like, completely? I think it might it's, be. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I'm trying to eat lunch here. He's just got a big sandwich. He got this kid killed. 
His name is McGarnagal. Uh, uh, the lesson is never be a snitch. Nope. Oh my god. Someone's taking a bite out of the big Rice Krispie square. <coughs> a good episode. Oh man. So good. That's also the one with the free Willy. Oh no, Willy didn't make it. He crushed our boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's if, if I remember correctly, they watched TV up to that point where it it, it has the the shadow cast over the child. Yeah, uh-huh. he's like looking up at him and being all happy that Willie's jumping over and making it. But it's like, and then it cuts back to Homer sitting on like the hotel bed. It's oh no, Willie didn't make it, and he crushed our boy. <sighs> It's the best show. It really is. Uh, and we've gotten, <laughs> we've had a good time here on Shit Anime Pulp. Absolutely. I think we've, we've done enough that we can probably wrap this episode up. Um, the takeaway. I will never, I will never not want to talk about The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, expect us to maybe just do this again, uh, in a couple months. Um, oh man but until then thank you for joining us on this episode of shit anime pulp i had a lot of fun just just thinking about a different show and saying all the lines from it you know yeah (laughs) making references i hope you had fun too if you hated it shut the fuck up fuck off quiet don't i don't want to hear that i don't need this kind of negative energy in my life new year new me um ryan Give me your closing lines. Um, fuck, fucker. I was saying boo words. We're talking softball from Maine to San Diego. Talking softball, Mattingly and Canseco. Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Sachs and his running with the law. We're talking home. Ozzy and the Straw